Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Retro week at VSIN continues. Look who it is. The boys are back together. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw for the next three hours. Amal, let me just say, I miss your scent, I miss your smell, I miss your musk. And when this thing is over, I think we should get an apartment together. Amal, how have you been? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Obviously, you <laughs> missed me a lot. <laughs> Anchorman, everybody. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, it is great to be back with you. We're going to have Zachary Cohen join us in hour number two, and then in hour number three, uh-oh, buckle up, America. Tim Doyle is going to join the program again. That is the rumor. So we'll have Zach and Timmy D on the program today on Sharp Money. So can't wait to get their thoughts. Uh, obviously, I have Zach on my show on Bet on Chicago, shameless plug. A lot, so we'll get to break down numbers with Zach, and then Timmy is going to give us uh, basically his take on the NBA and college basketball. Um, I'll, I'll admit to you, you know me well enough by now. At this time of year, I'm so in the throes of the NFL yeah. that you're locked in to college basketball specifically, and I'm just not. So, like, what have I missed as I've been just all my focus on the NFL in college basketball? You know, I think you've missed some competitive games. It's been fun. I think it's going to be a wide-open NCAA tournament when we get into March. But, look, at the end of the day, the usual suspects are there. Kansas, Arizona, Kentucky, UConn, uh, Purdue, teams that you expect to be in the mix. So I, I don't think for a lot of people that might be getting into it a little bit later on after, like, Christmas time, maybe even into the new year. A lot of people right now probably going to tune into the NBA on yep. Monday and haven't tuned into it much, or maybe the in-season tournament. Other than that, haven't paid that close of attention. So it doesn't come as that much of a surprise because you've got half the people in the National Football League right now that are disengaged because their teams are out of it. Yeah. Right? Like you're worried about draft position. That's about it at this point. But some of the other teams that are playing for a lot this weekend, I knew you're Dallas Cowboys. I can't believe I was going through the tiebreaker scenario. It's going to be the seventh tiebreaker. It's insane. That's the difference in between Dallas and Philadelphia for winning the division, assuming the Eagles went out and the Cowboys went out. So, you know, it's going to be interesting in terms of some of the sports, some of the changes you start to see. I'm a little disappointed because college football outside of the playoff is all over for all intents and purposes. To me, these bowl games have not mm -hmm. been that interesting. Last night we see South Florida with a 45 nothing win and wasn't even close. And Syracuse was favored, by the way, yeah. in that game. Uh, it, it's a great point because it does feel like once we get to Christmas, right, it's the official start of the NBA season. I mean, I, I think some people look at it that way. 
uh, when you really, in, in the betting interest, I'm sure sharp minds like yourself have already been making money on it. But for the general public, Gen Pop, as I like to call it, they're going to start tuning in once we get past Christmas Day. Because you're right, a lot of NFL fan bases, their teams are checking out, so they're going to check out too and look for something else. And that's where you get to, into college basketball and the NBA. Very quickly before we get back to the NFL, you really do believe it's the Blue Bloods again and Purdue that – at the end of the day, it's going to be chalk, one of those 10 to 1, 9 to 1 favorites right now to win the NCAA tournament. Look, I think there could be a team that makes a deep run. Florida Atlantic's really good. They were one of seven teams in Division One that had all their production returning. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to talent. And the teams that I mentioned, those are the most talented teams. They're the best teams we've seen it so far in college basketball. You know, I didn't mention Houston. I want to see how their offense plays out. But defensively, they're a team that's going to excuse me, be right there throughout the course of the season. They're in the Big 12, probably the second best team in the Big 12 behind Kansas. So it should be a fun competitive season throughout. Let's get back to the NFL last night at what we saw at SoFi about four hours to our south here from Las Vegas in L.A. And I actually tweeted out last night on X, hey, squares rejoice. I'm taking the Rams, laying the four. I know that's where all the public money was. And I said sometimes the public wins too. And look, I, I get the, the data, and that's what we do, and we try to comb through it to get, make sure you get the best of the number. I just felt like it was a good spot for the Rams here on the short week with the way they've been playing and the way the, the Saints' offense just has not been – it's been lackluster all year. They awoken late yeah. and made this 30-7 to 7 to 30-22, to 22, but you never really sweated laying the four there. It was never that close, to your point, right? I mean, Kyron Williams gets over his numbers, goes for 104. Puka Nakua with a monster day, 9 for 164. Uh, you know, he might be a guy, if C.J. Stroud is not playing, mm -hmm. to consider for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think he's going to win it. But when you look at the fact that this guy is having a historically great season, he's got 96 catches, I mean, 1,327 yards. What a season he's had so far. Now, I, I will say the one thing that hurts him a little bit, this is only his second 100-yard game in his last eight games. So that, that's the one drawback. But other than that, he has performed at an elite level. Rookie of the year, by the way, offensive rookie of the year, Pukunakua, you can still get him at plus 650 right now yeah. to that point about C.J. Stroud. And I think I might have put the kibosh on uh, Stroud a couple weeks ago because I said he can't, he can't lose rookie of the year unless he gets injured and misses multiple games. I'll take the wrap on that. He's injured and missing multiple games. And now all of a sudden it feels like what was a dead market and look, C.J. Stroud's still in concussion protocol. They need him back. Look, they won a game last week they should not have won. Correct. Uh, somehow, some way in overtime uh, to get that done and still stay tied for the divisional lead. But if he doesn't go, and look at it now, it, it's starting 8-1 to one now in the cool. I'm seeing some smaller markets out there, too. Well, Stroud was minus 10,000 yep. yesterday. So it's dropping like a rock. If he doesn't go again, like, can we still give him the award if you say misses three or four games? I think because he's playing the hardest position in sports and the performance he's had so far, I mm. mean, he has been incredibly just efficient and done a tremendous job. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can understand the argument both ways. If Nakua plays, you know, all 17 and he's better than Cooper Cup, I don't, I'm not saying he's better than Cooper Cup, but his yeah. numbers are better than Cooper Cup this year. And you look at the resurgence of the Rams, you look at the numbers he put up that you pointed out last night against the Saints in prime time, that does help voters out there. If Stroud can't go, no fault of his own, this thing's going to tighten up even more. But it does feel like this point, right, it's a two-horse race. I, I can't see any of those other long shots getting back in the mix. Well, think about this. His rookie year, Justin Jefferson had 88 catches for 1,400 yards. His best year was last year, 128 for 1,809. 
Puka Nakua is probably not going to get to 1809. Yeah. But, I mean, this guy's got an opportunity when you look at it to really do some damage. You look at the receiving leaders from a yardage standpoint. Tyreek Hill is having a historically great year at 1542. But Nakua now, now he does have an additional game played compared to A.J. Brown, who's only 13 yards behind. C.D. Lamb is 21 back. Those guys should catch him. But, I mean, to be in the top four with 1,327 yards with two games remaining for the Rams, what a great opportunity for him to wind up with 1,500, 1,600 yards. Look, you know me. I've been harsh on Brandon Staley. I called him Boy Genius 2.0 because he came over from the Sean McVay tree. It didn't work out there. The original Boy Genius is Sean McVay. Yeah. And I thought he kind of checked out last year, maybe, you know, post-Super Bowl, the rumors of retirement, all those things, even Aaron Donald. Not checked out now. They've won five of six. And I think when you get in the Coach of the Year argument, there's a lot of valid arguments to be made for certain coaches, and I think Sean McVay should be in that conversation again. I would still vote. I don't have a vote, America, by the way, but I would vote for Kevin Stefanski because when you win four uh, with different star, four different starters to win games in the NFL at this level, that that's um, it's historic. It's never happened before, right? So that I would still give my vote to Stefanski, but you can make a case for McVay because what is he? I said this about Boy Genius 2.0. What do you do? You coach defense. Your defense is terrible. Sean McVay, what do you do? You coach offense. Your offense is great. And all of a sudden, they look like the team you would not want to play. If you're one of the three big boys in the NFC, if you're Dallas, Philadelphia, or San Francisco, you're going to be better than the Rams. But that would be the danger team to me if you had to play them early in the postseason. I would agree with you completely. And one of the things, as you mentioned, look, Sean McVay is definitely, it should be, in my estimation and consideration, I think there should be four coaches. Who else? McVay, Shane Steichen, yeah. D'Amico Ryans, yeah. and I'm with you. I think Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year. He's on a fourth-string quarterback, a second-string running back. This team is in the most competitive division in football. What a job they've done. They're also in the more competitive conference also. I think there's so many arguments to be made for the Browns. They're probably not going to win the AFC North, but if the Ravens lose and if the Browns find a way to win in Houston without C.J. Stroud in the lineup, they're one game back with two games remaining. Remember, the uh, the Ravens close out with the Steelers in the final game of the regular season. And they have the Dolphins before that. Absolutely. And so it won't be easy. I think Dallas is going to beat Miami this weekend. So that becomes an important game for Miami also. A lot of factors in play here. It looks tough for the Browns to win the division. But on the off chance they win the division, then Stefanski, in my estimation, it shouldn't even be a contest. Well, so that's a correlated play for you. I look at 12 to 1, and I go, if they make, a, if they win it, get in as a wild card, which I think they will, playoffs. Like, to me, with, with four different starting quarterbacks and winning games with all of them, that in one of the best defenses you've been able to piecemeal together, like 12 to 1 feels like actual value to me for Stefanski. No disrespect to Dan Campbell, by the way, but come on. Has Dan Campbell done the best job of all these coaches we're talking about? So here's the biggest advantage in the coaching vote of the year award. Unlike a team you're watching play and you see the success on the field, and you can point to this team doing particularly well for reasons X, Y, or Z, and everybody can see that. But here, it's all subjective. Nobody actually knows, right? right? This is just an arbitrary uh, market. Yep. And so to me, that's where your biggest advantage is. You can bet the Stefanski at 12 to 1. There are people that are voting on coach of the year, and they're like, I think Stefanski's it. And... I, where the hell did they come up with Dan Campbell? In my estimation, there's no way Dan Campbell is coach of the year. I agree. Because there was expectations for the Lions this year. Once Deshaun Watson goes out, you've got a fourth-string quarterback, a guy who's 38 years old and Joe Flacco. The Browns look like they're almost a certainty to make the playoffs. Not a lock because you've got four other teams behind them at eight and six. But it seems like now we're down to five teams for three spots. The Browns, remember, play the Bengals one more time in the mm -hmm. finale. You like your chances if you're Cleveland. You win this game against Houston, and then you win one of your final two games, I think they're going to get it.
I agree wholeheartedly. Again, no disrespect to Dan Campbell at all, but you were the favorites to win that division before the season began. Cleveland was the third betting favorite yes. in the AFC North, right? Yep. I'm not saying they're going to win the division because I don't think they will. I still think the Ravens are going to hold on and win this division. Plus, I have a plus 275 ticket from the summer, so I'd like that to hold for Baltimore. But Detroit's doing what we expected Detroit to do, and what adversity have they really faced? I mean, Cleveland's had all sorts of of adversity at the quarterback, the key position in the NFL, and yet you're looking and embarking on a playoff spot. Well, here's the other thing when you look at the Lions. They've got a good opportunity to play the Vikings twice in the last three games, but I think they're going to lose to Dallas on Sunday night football. Cowboys at home are a different beast. If the Lions lose that game, they wind up as the four seed. They could potentially face off against the, um, I guess it would be Dallas. Yeah, could that, see him again. Yeah, they could see Dallas again, but I think if the Lions don't finish out on a uh, and beat on a Dallas on the road, yeah, I think he's out of the contention for the coach of the year. I think it's got to be Stefanski. Tend to agree. Uh, when we come back, you want to talk some baseball? Did you hear the Dodgers got a free agent? Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't my contract, so I'm not worried. We'll talk some money. Sharp money continues here in a moment. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Then VSIN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up for our holiday special today. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $79. Sign up today. Get unlimited access to daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, 24 7 video, plus all of our betting guides and best bets for our College Bowl games, the Super Bowl. And March Madness, which I'm sure Amal Shaw will have a lot to say about. Don't miss out on this limited time holiday offer. So visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up for our holiday special now. That's VSIN.com 
slash subscribe. Continuing Sharp Money here, Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw here at the D Casino and Hotel. And uh, Wyatt, our resident Packer fan, producing the show today. I, I'm, can I be mad at Wyatt because the Packers have lost two games in a row? Is that irrational? Well, no, that's Joe Barry. That's Joe Barry. Joe Barry. We blame Joe Barry for that. I know I'm a minority owner of yeah, the Green Bay Packers, the Packers. And if we had the choice, we would have fired Joe Barry after last year. But unfortunately, uh, our voices were not heard. Can you make that happen as an official owner? You know, I'm, I'm going to say I, I like the chances at the end of this year. And I, I'll throw a name out that I really Bring want. Bring it. I want Al Harris. Al Harris. You're stealing from our staff in Dallas. Yeah, Al Harris Number is a 31. Yeah, he was yeah, a Yeah, he was a baller. But, by the way, he really has done a great job uh, with the DBs in Dallas. That is for sure. So he's going to be a hot commodity. Nice pick there. But we're not going to let him go, Dan Quinn. Uh, Amal, let's get back to some baseball talk here because we're going to talk some more Packers before yeah. this show is over because i got some tickets that are dying on the vine thanks to Wyatt and his defense. Uh, we saw yesterday that Yoshi Yamamoto has signed officially. Surprise! Dodgers get him. How in the hell does that keep happening? Uh, 12 years, 325 milli, that's uh, according to the four-letter network. So now the odds to win the World Series, the Dodgers are 4-1 to one to win the series. Bravos are 7-1, to one. Yanks 9-1, to one. Astros 9-1, to one. Rangers to get back there at 11-1, and the Phillies at 11-1. Look, I, it, it's funny to me, I'm a, I'm a Metropolitan fan, as you well know. I was hoping they'd be in the Yamamoto sweepstakes, and obviously the Otani sweepstakes, and those sweepstakes go to the same team. Yeah. So I know people are outraged on X and everywhere else about this, but your team could have done this too. So I can't get mad at the Dodgers for doing a dirty deal, right, that some say with uh, Shohei, like, hey, we'll pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. We'll just delay the money and pay you when you're in your 30s. But if everybody can get around this with the same rules, why are we hammering the Dodgers? Well, it shouldn't be. First of all, give the Dodgers and Shohei Otani's representation a ton of credit for the creativity and what they've done. I think it's a win-win for both sides. Shohei Otani is going to save 14.3% in non-paying by not paying California state income tax. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, remember, there's a jock tax for people that are unfamiliar with it. When you play a baseball game in a visiting location, let's say, for example, New York, you pay at the end of the year a tax in that particular state. I mean, you need a CPA when you're a professional athlete, right? Because you're paying tax for every it's game you play. Yeah, it's it's California started it on Michael Jordan. That's where it originated back in the 90s when they were playing in the NBA Finals. It's the Jordan tax. It, it is the Jordan tax. And um, so for Shohei Otani, it's expected that he'll eventually live in California. I mean, excuse me, back in Japan. Mm. Uh, after his playing days. But if he doesn't, he can just move to Nevada and save 14% because there's no state income tax. Come here. So, so it's a benefit for both sides. And then that's why the Dodgers wind up with this great deal that they get here, 12 years, $325 million, uh, slightly more than what uh, Garrett Cole got. I think Garrett Cole got 324 from the Dodgers, excuse me, from the Yankees. The one concern I have is, re regardless of the success that he's had in Japan, mm -hmm. he's a smaller pitcher. He's about 175 pounds. Um, it's not a guy that works out with weights. He's just more about flexibility. I want to see how he performs at this level. To be able to give this type of contract to a player before you've seen it proven in the major league le level is a bit shocking. So he's young. I think he's 26 years old. Um, there's a great opportunity for L.A. I will say this. The Dodgers now, based on the way this team is constructed, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, two perennial MVPs year in and year out, former MVPs themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Then you throw in the mix Shohei. You throw in, uh, what is it, Yamamoto? You, you've got Walker Bueller coming back. Um, 
Glass now. Yeah, glass now. Oh, yeah, for Jesus. I mean, it, I forgot it is, about it is that. Just an abundance of riches. But, but here's the thing in baseball. We know this. The best team doesn't always win. Right. Right. Like 2000. What is it? 2001. The Mariners won 116 yeah. games. And you knew they weren't going to win when they got in the postseason. I remember that 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 year very well. Going. Yeah. This is a great regular season team. Yeah. But they're not built for the postseason. I don't know how this team, as it's currently constructed, is not built for the postseason. But. I wouldn't bet them at the short number of four to one, although maybe that is going to be great value if we fast forward six months from now. Maybe, but four to one right now, there's no reason to lay it. You yeah. would have been better off with the Dodgers taking the risk that Otani was going to sign there and bet the Dodgers when they were probably six to one, maybe seven to one. I don't know what their high watermark was. My guess is probably around seven to one, but they've had three monster signings. Glass now with the acquisition by the trade and then signing him. And then, of course, Yamamoto and Shohei Otani. Remember, Otani's not going to pitch for them this year. Right. And that's fine. But the Dodgers are dangerous. They're in a position where they can go acquire whatever they need to do in order to be able to win. Uh, I love the way this team is, you know, they, they're they built to win right now. But I think the Dodgers, for me to justify these signings, unlike the Rangers who signed Simeon and Seager and they won the World Series, the Dodgers have to win three to four World Series in my estimation. They're that much more dominant Whoa. than everybody else. You've got oh, players was, in their primes. I was going to ask, do you think the, the pressure is really on Dave Roberts oh God, that yeah. he has to win? Like, yeah. he could get fired after this year if they have another first-round exit. Absolutely. I, yes, and that's exactly where I was going, Wyatt, because you look at it and you go, now it's it's the focus is on Dave Roberts. It's not on Yamamoto. It's not on Otani. It's not on Glass. Now, it's not going to be in the players to perform. They're going to go, well, what's the weakest link? What's the? It's the manager, right? They're going to blame Roberts if they, for some reason, don't win. I would agree with you, but the problem with the Dodgers is they have paralysis by over-analysis when it comes to the analytics. Andrew Friedman and them have done a great job, but, you know, look, let's be real here. They won one World Series. You didn't have to play a road game, right? It was in, in the COVID season where they played in the ballpark in Arlington or right. whatever it's called now. Um, so... I don't, you know, look. Yeah, they got mad at Justin Turner for being in the team photo. Remember that? Yeah, and it's like, look, they've got to, they've got to win this one. With, and I look, I like Dave Roberts. I think he's a great manager of people, uh, but I don't, I know people will say there's pressure on him. Look, to me, pressure is not knowing where your next meal is coming yeah. from. That's pressure. He's making $6 million a year, $7 million a year. He'll be fine. But the reality is the guy's got to go perform in October. It doesn't really matter what they do in the previous 162 for the Dodgers. They're going to win 100 games rolling out of bed. No doubt. I mean, look, you can book him for 100. I mean, because this, this team, unless it's a rash of injuries, they're almost injury-proof. You can lose one or two, and you still got three or four guys' stars left over. Well, think about this. If, if Shohei can't perform, he can't play. Right. doesn't make a difference. You still were a great lineup last year. Now you've just added to the pitching. There's no way we, we bet on Shohei to win MVP, right? Because the no. whole argument for Shohei is he's Babe Ruth, and we don't have another Babe Correct. Ruth, right? So now you take away the second option of pitching. Yeah. You can't have that argument. Yep. Now it's going to stand on, well, now he's just a hitter. Yeah. He's, he's a National League DH, right? And so Aaron Judge who's a two-way player and arguably a great defensive outfielder, now we can actually make that comparison. I always felt it was a fraudulent argument to, and I, I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers here when I say this, that just because Shohei pitches, you can't have an honest intellectual MVP debate about a great defensive player. Because, again, he still only pitched once a week, right, where a great defensive player plays arguably every day. So I know it's pitching, versus a positional player, but I felt that that argument was not genuine. That just because he pitched and nobody else does it, therefore you can't have a conversation about a great defensive player who's also a great statistical hitter. Yeah, I would agree with you, but you know, the problem is it's like a lot of these arguments, right? 
it's like politics. Most people are just not willing to listen. They won't listen. And so that's why I don't even have the conversation. I tend to agree with you. I know it's unique, and you got to give him a ton of credit for what he's done. It doesn't necessarily mean, like, to me, all of a sudden he's Barry Bonds, right? Like, if he's Barry, it, he should be carrying a team. Yeah. Like, you, when you look at what Bonds had done, he carried teams. Now, he could still win the MVP. Let's say he, th he hits three. Th I mean, batting average today, nobody cares about anymore. Let's say he hit 330 with 40 bombs and yeah. drives in a buck 20. He's going to be in the conversation again. But it's the other argument that gets taken away this year with him not pitching. Yeah, no question about that's going to hurt him. When you look at it, he's going to be a full-time DH. And then the other thing is, I think there's going to be a little bit of voter fatigue. We saw it with the NBA with Nikolai uh, Jokic. Yeah. And so I think they it'll be a want to give it to a guy exactly. for three years in a row. Uh, that is going to be fascinating again, but I'm with you. I would not bet the Dodgers right now at the short price of four to one to win the World Series. Is there a challenger in their division? Because I know San Diego, they, they lose Juan Soto. They were supposed to be there. They still got Machado. They still have some stars there. But I don't, I don't, there's, don't really, the there's no competition in that division, is there? I don't think so. I think the Padres are a wild card team, and they're looking up and seeing what the, uh, what the Dodgers are. It's going to be a real challenge this year. So they're already waving the flag. Maybe, but, you know, look. Who had the Rangers, I mean, I'm sure yeah. some people did, but who had the Rangers really being dominant and winning the World Series and winning 11 games on the road in the postseason? And nobody saw that coming without Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. that's, that's the amazing thing to see what the Rangers did this year. I don't think, again, I wouldn't play them to repeat here. Uh, look, right now, look, look, they're 11-1. They're DeGrom's going to come back around April, I'm sorry, not April, uh, June. He, If he's healthy, listen, Yamamoto's great, Glassdown's great, but the best pitcher in the world is Jacob DeGrom, and there's nobody even in the rearview mirror. I tend to agree. When healthy, it's still the best pitcher right now in the game, yeah. and he would reside in Texas. Okay, so good luck, Dodgers, because all the pressure is on you now to not just win the division, but win the whole thing. Absolutely. The whole kit and caboodle, as the kids say. Okay, when we come back, let's talk a little uh, NFL here, some teams and their odds associated with actually making the postseason with three to play. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. There's some pretty good bets here you can take advantage of. I can't wait to pick your brain on that. That's next when you come back with us here at the D on Chart Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you're always going to find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and more. But please drink responsibly. Don't use fake IDs. Please be 21. Be a, be a responsible adult. Amal, you don't drink wine. I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink soda. What's wrong with you? A lot. It's like in Caddyshack. You do drugs, drugs, Danny? Yeah, every day. So what's the problem? No, it's <laughs> like, like I love wine. It, it's bad for your teeth. That and coffee, and I, I don't have those. I don't drink coffee. See, that's why you have perfect pearly whites. What, what was it again that you, uh, is the, is it hot chocolate? Uh, that's only oh, like that's if I've been out. That's a, but, well, no, that's like if I've been out for like playing cards for like 36 hours. You go and to just hot show up. chocolates, your go-to when it's you caffeine. I don't drink, normally drink caffeine, so that's why. That's, that's probably when you lose, because you don't lose very often. I'm assuming when you go to the hot chocolate, you're in trouble. That's probably true because I've been there way too long. I should have left earlier. Right. That's, a That's what the other point. guys at the table are like, ah, oh, we got him now. He's weakening. Um, let's get back to the NFL. By the way, I've never, obviously, first show, yeah. you and I uh, used to do our shows at the old place. Yeah. Now, I love doing the show here at the D. I will say I've never done one with this, yeah. and I don't know if it helps or hurts. I don't only have a few characteristics that make me shine. Hair is one of them. <laughs> so this takes away from one of my advantages. 
I, I don't disagree with you. This is, I feel like I'm waiting for John Gruden to be like, why split banana here? You know, like, what's the play call? Because like, you still have the hair, like, you can still make it work even with the headset. That's pretty impressive. I don't know. The headset, listen, you don't have glasses. That's your advantage because oh. by the time you get into that third hour, it starts to hurt. It really, oh, really? hurts. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're kind of, I do have glasses. I just try not to let Oh, when I America broadcast see. announcing, I got to do contacts. What? What he do does play-by-play. Play. You yeah. know our guys that play-by-play yeah, play get well, college basketball. Aren't you like 18? Like, you still you need glasses already? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be 30 in a couple oh my, weeks here. Impossible. Oh God, no, my should. eyesight's like an 80-year-old man. But yeah. I, like Amal says, they, they start to hurt after a while. You're like, oh, my God. Like, it, it makes your ears raw. Do you, can you give us uh, just a quick little sampling of your play-by-play -play voice? Is it different from the, the wide Tom Check voice here? I like to keep it the same. Yeah. I like to keep yeah. it the same. Unless something like... You know, exciting happens. Yeah. I might get a little, you know, add a little flair to it, but I like to be just. Ross drives lane, kicks yeah. it out to Tom Check for three. Hey! It's good. Yes. It's good. <laughs> by, the, by the way, you want to hear a funny story? Yesterday yeah. when I was calling a game, uh, yeah. well, I was at Fairleigh Dickinson, and about the third quarter, all of a sudden I, on my phone, I'm getting a bunch of notifications like, hey, this is the code for your DraftKings account. And I'm like, and I'm getting like four in a row. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. I'm getting hacked. Oh, no. That's the only time I ever see this. I'm like, I'm getting hacked. But the game's going on. So I'm trying to call the game. Well, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to talk to DraftKings IT for like a day. So the end of the third quarter, one of the girls hits a three from like 35 feet out. I'm like, oh, you know, I go, you get excited. I'm like, yeah. okay, who's hacking my account? Because I have no idea what they're trying to get into. I come to realize that, you know, for Betsgiving, I had to make an account for yes, a couple of the, for the shows. Yeah, and one of them was the Sports ba uh, Gambling Podcast. It was uh, Sean Green. And I emailed him. I'm like, my chance, are you trying to log into the DraftKings account? It was account? Sean Green. And he goes, oh, my bad. I didn't realize I was on the on the demo account. And I'm I like, good Lord, you gave Dodger me a heart worked with us. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Sean Green's an Eagle fan. That explains a lot. <laughs> That's why I screwed everything up for you guys. Hey, that NFC East talk is next segment. Hey, we'll do that next segment, I promise. Uh, but, no, it, 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 we call it Timmy, Timmy Doyle and I, who's going to join us, by the way, at the beginning of hour number three. We call it the affected announcer voice, yeah. right? Like sometimes you have this way. Nobody talks like that. So just talk like you know when we talk and exactly. then get excited like Wyatt does, and it's all good. Uh, I am excited for the Cowboys and Dolphins game, obviously, on Sunday. We will get to the Cowboy talk here and the NFC East in general. There's no way the Dolphins miss the playoffs. Now, it's 18 to 1. If you believe the fight and fish could just take themselves all the way out of the equation, forget about a one seed or winning the AFC East, to missing the postseason. But I'm all shy. I will say this. This time last year, and I know Tua got hurt, they didn't win a game in December. They've already won one game in December. They beat the Jets last week. So they got that kind of monkey off their back. But you look at their remaining schedule, it ain't easy. Well, Is any the shot they lose all three? I think there's a strong possibility. I think they have the toughest schedule remaining in the NFL. There's a couple of factors in play for Miami right now and why the 18-1 to may not be the worst bet of all time. They play Dallas this weekend. Depending on what you believe in, whether they're going to win this game or not, it's going to be crucial to their ability to get the postseason. I don't think they're going to win this game. Then they go to Baltimore. The Ravens need that game because if they win that game, they will ensure they have home field advantage Absolutely. throughout the playoffs. Especially if they lose to the Niners this week, that game becomes Correct. more important. Correct, for the which I expect the Niners to beat them. Mm. So the Ravens would go in at 11 and 4. They knock off, regardless of the result for the Dolphins this weekend, the Ravens need that game because they want to get home field advantage throughout. Also, you have the Chiefs who would potentially be on your tail if you lose to the 49ers. So I think Miami's in trouble there. And I think Buffalo right now oh, is the man. one team in the excuse me in the AFC you don't want to face. In the NFC, it's the Rams. Mm -hmm. In the AFC, it's the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are playing well. 
Look, they should have beaten Philadelphia on the road. They missed a throw there oh. to Gabe Davis. Otherwise, they win that football game. They played great against the Cowboys. They dominated that game. This team is in a really good position. And here's the other thing. If you're Buffalo, and this is why I'm so mad at myself, at about two weeks ago, Buffalo was 17-1 to to win the division. I said, this thing is not over. This thing is far from over. And I think right now when you look at it, the Bills have an opportunity if they get the win uh, in this matchup that they have coming up this weekend. I guess the Chargers, Chargers a dead team. Yes, absolutely. Great opportunity. You win that game. And if Miami loses, and as long as Buffalo hands lose their business against the Patriots, yeah. regardless of what the result is in Baltimore, the Dolphins and the Bills will play for the AFC East. And Buffalo, with the victory, would be 2-0 against Miami. They win the division. So the price is not as good right now at Buffalo plus 170. But two weeks ago, you could have gotten them at 17-1. to Miami could finish at 10 and 7. When you look at the standings right now in the AFC, the the one advantage in terms of betting against the Dolphins is this. Cincinnati plays Cleveland in the last game of the regular season. So those are going to be one assuming no tie. Right. The Browns could wind up at 10 or 11 victories. The Bengals could wind up at potentially 10 wins. Um Colts and Texans play. You're going to have a team right there at nine wins. And Buffalo is playing well enough where they could leapfrog them. Having won 11 games, they'd win the division. But you're fighting it out with three other teams right there. Um, so it's going to be a challenge. It's probably not likely to miss the playoffs because I think there's too many teams that need to win behind them. Mm -hmm. But you start looking at the Browns. But here's the thing. The Bengals are at the Steelers. They can win this game. At the Chiefs, probably don't win. And if they win against the uh, Brownies. In the last week of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they could be at 10 wins. The Browns could already be at 11 right, that, right there because the Browns can win at Houston. They've got the Jets. And then they've got the Bengals. So the Browns are looking at 11 wins. Um, and then you think if it's the Colts that could finish out. The Colts have the Texans, the Falcons, and the Raiders. All winnable games. They could go 11 wins right there. And then it comes down to you. Houston probably could best that winds up with 10 wins. So it's going to be crowded. You have to look at the tiebreaker scenarios. This is where the tiebreakers become very important. But I don't think it's a bad bet at 18 to 1. And here's the other thing. You can hedge the bets very easily. You can take Miami Moneyline this weekend. you got a cheap price there. So you can make that bet. And then against the Ravens, they're going to be a dog. So you could take the Ra – excuse me, you could bet the Ravens if you want or you take Miami just to cover on the – I'm line. sorry, to cover the bet. Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. Take Miami on the money line. And then the last weekend of the season, similar situation. It's fascinating because you never think that the Dolphins were in play to miss the postseason. But I think at 18-1, to with the most daunting three-game stretch coming up – Yes, in the NFL. Absolutely in play, in my estimation. Very quickly, I want to get to another team that had a miraculous comeback win. For yours truly, it was big. That was Seattle on Monday night. Yeah. The Drew Locke experience happened. I still can't believe it happened. I'm thankful that it did. Now, to make the postseason, you have to lay money. Remember, this is still a 7-7 seven seven team, okay? You have to lay a buck 45. To miss it, it's plus 120. I don't know what the status is of Geno Smith. He was active, and he didn't play, which is so rare in the NFL to activate a quarterback and not play said quarterback. Do you stay with Drew Locke? Is a quarterback dependent for you? Because I love the offensive skill set of the, the players they have. We saw Kenneth Walker go off on Monday night. But I don't know that I'm still sold on them now that they've turned a corner just because they beat the Eagles, who if the Eagles haven't hit the, the, the iceberg, they see it dead ahead. I would agree with you there. I've never been a believer in this Seahawks team. couple of factors. We know that Philly or Dallas will be the four, five seed, and they're going to get that one position right, in the they're playoffs. They're both in. They're yeah. both in, by the way. Yeah, so they're there. The Rams, look. Oh, they 
Well, here's the thing. The Rams are in a phenomenal position. They're at the Giants next week. Remember, they played on Thursday. You've got three additional days. They're in a great position to be able to win that football game. And by a win against the Giants, they get the head-to-head -head tiebreaker against the Seahawks because they beat them twice during the regular season. So the Rams would go to nine wins against the Giants. And that only leaves one more wild-card spot. Yeah, assuming, assuming that Seattle wins their final three games. Right. But remember, the Rams are going to play the 49ers in the final game of the regular season. Here's why that's important. Because with a win against the 49ers, which is a strong possibility if the Rams, I'm sorry, if the 49ers beat the Ravens and the Commanders next week, they're going to be the one seed. They have nothing to play for in the regular season finale. Right. If you're Kyle Shanahan, you run the risk, play your guys against the Rams, doesn't guarantee you a victory, and take the chance of potential injury or anything else instead of getting your guys even an additional week of rest, and then let let the Rams be the team into the postseason, or if you could, if you have an option, you'd rather have Seattle. They have dominated the Seahawks in the last five games, just thoroughly destroyed them. The Rams are a much tougher challenger, but I expect the Rams have a great possibility of winning their final three games, especially if the Niners win their final two games before we get to the final weekend it's of the season. It's unnecessary for them, right? Absolutely. So now you got one spot remaining. Detroit may not need the four-spot game, so Minnesota mm. is in a situation where they could potentially win that final game against the Lions uh, just pretty easily by showing up if, if that game is not needed. So I think the Seahawks are in a pretty tough spot, and don't count the Saints out as well. Yeah, plus twenty right now if you think the Seahawks will not make the postseason. Let's talk about not your team, my team, but America's team next, the Cowboys and the NFCs. That's next in Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It says right here, Amal Shaw, that all I want for the holidays is for some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just by betting five bucks. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SHARP. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SHARP and the crown, kids. It could be all yours. Back alongside the aforementioned Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We keep rolling on this edition of Sharp Money. And you know me, Amal. You can entice me with a Cowboy future wager, and I will bite. So I took some bait. Now, in the summertime, and I know you all know America by now, there has not been a team to repeat as NFC East champs in two decades. It is rather astounding. And I know that it's a trend. It's a wacky trend. It does not have any bearing on what will happen this year. But it is an oddity that every year we have a new champion in the NFC East for two decades. Obviously, the Eagles won the the, uh, championship in the NFC East a year ago. And when you and I did the show, and I said last summer, I liked the Eagles at 3-1, to if you remember, uh, before the draft last year to win the NFC. Because I liked the rest of the 52, but we didn't know about Jalen Hurts. I remember having these exact conversations. Now we found out about Jalen Hurts in the MVP-style season last year. I did bet the Cowboys this summer 2-1. to Before they played the Seahawks, the week after Thanksgiving on Thursday night, the Cowboys were 7-1. to Now, at that time, the Eagles were 10-1. and Right. And I bid again at 7-1 to because I looked at the Eagles' schedule. And I said, well... They're home underdogs against the 49ers. Remember, they were home dogs by three. They got whacked. Then they went to Dallas. They were three-point underdogs. They got whacked. Then they were four-point favorites last week, and that was the one I needed at Seattle to lose, and they give up the 92-yard drive to Drew Locke, and they lose three in a row. They are now 10-4, and and I get it. You mentioned at the top of the show, it goes down to the seventh tiebreak. If the Eagles were to win out and the Cowboys were to win out, it does look like the Eagles would still win. There's a chance it could change based on win percentages and the like, that the Eagles would still win in that seventh tiebreaker win the division. So in all likelihood, the Cowboys still need to win out, which is not easy, and have the Eagles lose one more time. Can Tommy Cutlets pull off one more miracle in the Meadowlands, baby, no. and beat the Eagles, whether it's in Jersey, at the end of the season or in the link this week? No, they can't, and I think that's a big problem. But here, here's the thing. I misspoke earlier when I said Dallas would face Detroit in the first round. They'd face Tampa. And if I'm the Cowboys, you're you're good. I, I To me, I'm basically, I try to win this football game, and then obviously you see what happens, and then you try and obviously win the game next weekend. Um, I forgot who Dallas has next weekend. Detroit. Detroit. Okay, that's going to be a tough game. And then I take the final game of the regular season uh, against Washington basically off. Which is what they did last year. Yeah. They, well, they had the, they, that was Sam Howell's first start last year. Cowboys had nothing to play for. They lose the game badly in week 18. Listen, if you get to play the Buccaneers or you get to play the Saints or Atlanta, but let's say the Saints or Buccaneers, especially if it's the Saints, it'll be a huge Cowboy crowd down yeah. there in New Orleans. Um I think Dallas is in a great position. Obviously, you don't want to have to play the one additional game, but neither of these teams are going to be able to supplant the 49ers. The Niners would have to lose twice. I just don't see that happening, despite the fact that they have the Ravens and the Rams coming up. Um, if, if I'm Dallas, I play this game. I try to win. Hopefully, the Giants beat the Eagles. If they don't, you live with it, which I'm not expecting them to. And then you potentially look at uh, Dallas in the next week and see they're, I think they're going to beat Detroit at home. 
But even if you don't, you're fine. I mean, it's, it doesn't – I think Dallas is in a great position where if I'm the Cowboys, I win one more game and I put my feet up for the final two weeks. Well, here's the thing. We're talking about trends, right, that nobody's won this division back-to-back uh, -back years in 20 years. The Giants have lost 10 in a row in the road to Philly. So, and by the way, if you remember the playoff game that you and I watched together, yeah. ironically, at Circa, the G-Men were never in that game yeah. against, against Philadelphia after beating the Vikings somehow in the wild card round. I had to think that sticks in a guy like Brian Dable's crawl just a little bit. And I don't know exactly what that phrase means. But it just seems like it's got to bother him that if Philadelphia is our rival because of geography and not just the division, and we're getting housed by this team every time we play them, that, yeah, we're get, we, we don't have anything else to play for other than to ruin their season. Right. Right? And so they're getting 13. I, I have to take the 13. I took Seattle last week plus the 4A and sprinkled a little bit on the money line. I don't know that the Giants can win the game, but even in the blowout loss last week to the Saints, the Giants were there for two and a half quarters, right? It's, it, it got ugly late, and you start going for stuff that you wouldn't normally go for, and it gets away from you a little bit. But I look at the Eagles, and I go, they don't scare anybody right now. Like, they've got these great wideouts. They don't – DeAndre Swift's not running the ball anymore like he did at the beginning of the year. Their back four is a joke. And Darius Slay went under the knife a week ago and missed the game against Seattle. Like, what scares you about the Eagles? It was supposed to be that dynamic front, which they stopped the run. And then Kenneth Walker ran all over him. Like, there's nothing about the Eagle defense right now. They've got they've gone to Matt Patricia to call plays. That's how desperate they are. Like, I don't look at them and go, I know they're going to be double-digit favorites against the Giants twice in Arizona in their final three games. i got to be telling you, I'm going to be on those points because there's nothing about Philadelphia right now that screams elite. I would, I would agree with you there, but the reality of it is they're still a dangerous team. This is a team that probably should have won the Super Bowl last year. They had a call it late, went against them. That turnover that, was turnover that was returned by KC for a touchdown, I thought was the difference in the game. I'm, I'm not ready to, I'm not convinced that this team is out of contention by any stretch, but I'm with you. I think right now when you look at the NFC, the biggest threat is uh, the Dallas Cowboys to the 49ers. Other than that, and that's because it's a revenge game. They got embarrassed. So from that standpoint, that's about it. But um, I, I look at it right now. I, I think this Philly team is going to get into the playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised at all in the wrong matchup in the second round. They're bounced. What's amazing to me, when you look at the futures market to win the NFC, forget about the Super Bowl, just to win the conference, okay? You can still get plus money in the Niners. By the way, I don't know that that's necessarily the wrong play because they do look like a juggernaut at this stage. They're going to be the number one seed, yeah. okay? Unless the Ravens somehow upset the upper card this week, then things could get interesting. But Philadelphia, here's, here's where it's interesting. Remember, there you had a way 250 for the Eagles to hold on to the NFC East lead. But the Eagles are plus 340 to win the conference. Dallas is plus 425. The betting market's already telling you, as you said, the Cowboys would have to go on the road to Tampa or Atlanta or take your pick in the, in the NFC South, right? Yeah. Uh, and still win a playoff game. And they still have more respect in the betting market to win the NFC and win three games on the road. That's the, that's the route. That's how important winning the NFC East is. Because the team that doesn't win the East, theoretically, to win this bet and win the NFC has to win not one, not two, but three games on the road. And are you going to go if you're Dallas to Tampa and Atlanta, you know, New Orleans, and then potentially Detroit, and then potentially San Fran. The betting market respects the Cowboys more to do that than they do the Eagles. I think that that's actually fair, and that shows a lack of respect that the Eagles would be the two seed 
and get a home playoff game, and yet the betting market trusts the Cowboys more to win three games on the road than they would the Eagles to win one at home. Well, think about this. The, the 49ers are a three-point favorite at Philadelphia. That right? was a whoop. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we saw Philly a three-and-a-half-point dog at Dallas, and the reason why I bring that up is because you wouldn't have expected to see a three-and-a-half in the middle of the season. No. You would have probably seen a pick em, maybe one, maybe one-and-a-half. And then to be past the three there, that tells you a lot about the Eagles right now. You mentioned it. Sean Desai no longer the D coordinator. They're gone with Matt Patricia there in terms of calling plays. So it's it's interesting how this thing shakes out. Uh, I'm just not sure that this team right now, the way they're playing, that they're going to be able to put a run together. But I don't think you can discount them only because they have the talent. They've been there. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith on the perimeter. I like DeAndre Swift a lot. I know maybe some people aren't as high on him as uh, the guy that they had last year. They went down to Carolina. I'm drawing yeah. a blank on his name. Miles, Miles Sanders. Sanders. Thank yeah. you. Um, but, you know. We are. The... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? They always yell that when you go to state college. I'm like, we know. Like, like we know you're Penn State. We, get we are it. the third best team in the Big Ten oh. every year. In the Big Ten East. They East. Never, yeah, oh. right? Like, we don't actually know they're the third best team in the Shots Big Ten. Shots fired. But I, I think this division right now, for the Cowboys, you try to win the game in Miami. If you win that game, you hope that the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray. And they're, they play hard. They're just like, yes, the exactly. The difference is, like, I think the Giants actually have some talent. Like Thibodeau can take – he hasn't really taken over a game. I think he has the potential to take over a game. I don't think the Cardinals are any good, yeah. but they play really hard. So, like, if Dable can figure out a way with two games out of the last three to be the genius that he was in Buffalo and scheme up something against this Eagle defense, which is atrocious right now. If we're calling a spade a spade, the Eagles defense – is their Achilles heel. We all talk about Jalen Hurts. We all talk about Swift, the running game, and, you know, the weapons they have on the outside. It's the defense, stupid. That's what's holding the Eagles back, right? And so, Absolutely. like, you can get mad at Matt Patricia and Desai all you want. They got to figure that side of the ball out. And Nick Sirianni, at least I'll give him credit, he's trying. He's shaking it up because that's the Achilles heel right now. And Darius Slay going under the knife, which was like such a small story last week, I think yeah. that's huge because he was their best defender by far. Well, I think part of it is the fact that him and Matt Patricia didn't get along in Detroit, right? Yeah. There's tremendous animosity there. Uh, it just all of a sudden seemed like an interesting time for him to get surgery. Yeah, didn't it? We'll do it right now. Okay. When we come back, hour number two, again, we got Zachary Cohen and Tim Doyle on the dockets for hours two and three. Come on back. It's Sharp Money here on Visa. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.